that's the cheapest one. Stacking these hundreds up like coupons. Told you from up again, upper echelon. I get the stacking up, I'm untouchable. I get to represent money multiple. I'm at the top of the charts on approachable. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. 877-37-GRIND is your number. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Uh, keeping it moving here. Um, as we So those are the NBA things I wanted to touch on. But last thing on, um, <clears throat> you know, the question that we got uh, for the tweet. Um, that To me, that's all whoever concocted that up the whole Steve Kerr thing and the possibilities because Bob stepping down that's just, to me that's all just wishful thinking it's too many uh, like like Jonah said it's a theory well it's a theory that's that's ridiculous because for one it's it's people rushing to judgment to think that automatically Bob Myers is is out that means Steve is out and I even asked our man Fisher that when we talked to him last week about that connection so people are assuming that you would be automatically um, thinking that Steve would be going out, but really the bond is with Stephen Curry. And again, that's just one of those that that I feel, why would he do that? And why would the Spurs interact with that due to the fact that he's under contract? 877-37-GRIND. Okay, switching gears a little bit before we get into the NFL Let's take a stop with the amateurs, at least that's what they call them, and college football, because we had SEC Media Day yesterday, as I stated at the top of the show. And again, this is usually the time that this is the address the nation from Nick Saban in regards to about his Crimson Tide. What does he think about the state of college football? This is kind of where you get a lot of one-liners, and he goes trending, and he's up on all the major sports sites for something that he says. Well, this year in 2023, SEC Media Day didn't disappoint either. So, Nick, other than the hot topic of whether SEC is going to go to eight-game schedule or nine-game schedule, which, like Kirby Sparks said, he thinks it's overrated discussion because you got to beat everybody. He said he gets it. The rivals, you want to play them every other year, make sure everybody plays everybody. But he just thinks it's a waste of time. So, whether they make a big deal out of nine or eight-game schedule, that's it. So, you have that circulating. But Nick Saban, which this isn't the first time I've heard him say this, uh, but he was asked a question about what he felt about college players forming a union, unionizing, getting a union. And pretty much if they do that, then automatically who usually gets unions? Employees. And Nick Saban said, hey, I have no problem with it. He goes, to be honest with you, it would be a lot better than what we have right now. And then he just goes back paraphrasing him to the NIL deal, uh, just pretty much just saying, hey, not right now you got a lot of disadvantages, as he puts it. Okay. Um, and he believes that if you really complain about the competitive balance right now of college football, he says you haven't seen, paraphrasing him, you haven't seen nothing yet. It's going to get worse. Okay. Now, this is a guy that's won more titles than anybody for the most part. He's considered the GOAT. And he's telling you, I mean, he's pretty much sitting there telling you that there is going to be like there's not a there's big competitive advantages coming. Now, also, I got a lot of love for Nick um, always had, but also this is also part of Nick, I think, putting out there to let people know 
if I ain't winning championships every year or we're not playing the SEC championship every year, y'all know why. Because you've had to pretty much, like Tiger Woods, you've had to link in the golf course. You've had to put more trees at Augusta to make it fair to bring everybody else when Tiger was driving everybody, out driving everybody by 200 yards. So to me, it's one of those situations to where that's part of Nick putting it out there, but also I think there's some truth with it. But my question is, do we, anybody have a problem with that? So if the player, if the college players form a union, makes them employees, but if we look at the college athletes, is there a big disadvantage of making them employees? You have student employees that have student jobs while they go to college. Might as well just go ahead and make it the employee because the one thing Nick touched on as well is that he talked about the parallel NFL. And Nick has been on this kick that he believes college is trying to do everything to mimic the NFL, but there's some key parts where they're missing out. And he's saying, hey, if you really want to make this about NFL, he goes, what is the one thing that NFL is keen want want of? Parity. Parity. He said if every team could go 8-8, eight and eight, the NFL would love it. Because, again, you, you get, you know, like if everybody could be 8-8 eight and eight by week 14, 15, the NFL would love it. He's kind of talking about this, meaning that pretty much, you know, his idea of saying he's okay with athletes becoming employees because now you have regulations. Now it becomes really like the NFL where Nick's been talking about this. Whole, and I've heard, like I said, this ain't the first time. This is the biggest platform you've said it on. But he's also touched on the fact that that's the reason why he endorses and wants a salary cap, almost like a salary cap with NFL when it comes to NIL money. Because the one thing that he's touching on, which is true, okay, Nick, like I've always said, Nick is underpaid. He generates a lot of money for Alabama every year, hundreds, couple hundred million dollars pretty much every year. Even Those are years even they don't win a title. But the reality of it is what he's also saying that there's some, and he's not just talking about him, but there's some coaches that are going to be coaching in states that they states ain't got the kind of money that Texas got. The type of alumni money that can sit there and say, okay, you talking about NIL, how much we need to get top 500, five blue chips, Bob. Texas, like you said, there there's some states economically, they're not going to have the resources to have the money that some states that can go out and play this NIL game to the fullest and get these top 100, top 50 recruits. So I, I think there's, you know, again, we're going through a transition period with college where you're going to have the purists that try to hold on and fight like hell to keep it to what they know it. And then you're going to have the other group of people that basically have seen this coming and is tired of basically jacking around and basically doing this stuff in the back alley and just want to say, let's just get it on because it's a big business. And we're living this in real time. We're going through this in real time. And there's going to have to be some tweaks. There's going to have to be some concessions. There's going to have some people saying, what are we doing? This has got out of hand. Well, Go. I don't know the name. Look at the kid today. Just came out today. The kid that's projected to be possibly the number one overall pick in the NBA in 2024. Who I believe this is the same kid that decommitted from Texas. He he agreed to go to Texas. He he's going to the G League. Unitedly, he's going to the G League. Same thing Scoot did to me. So this is an early thing that's telling me like, you know what? These kids, they're looking at it like almost kind of give that a comparison with the soccer, the national soccer team. 
Like, we're not going to close the gap with the Brazils and the Argentinas and the Italys of the world by playing MLS. Having our guys play MLS, that ain't going to cut it. Our guys that basically need to go in and start playing overseas in Europe and some of these highest leagues to get prepared to go through World Cup qualifying. Well, you know what I'm starting to get a sense with this kid that's supposedly never seen him play, but he's McDonald's All-American, supposed to be committed to Texas, decommitted, and supposedly he's probably going to be maybe the number one pick overall in 2024. He's taking a page, I guess, out of what Scoot Henderson did because they're looking at it like, do I want to go through college one and done and play against other guys that are not going to make it to the next level or pay? Or do I want to become a play against professional, play a professional type of league right now, especially if I know my destination is the NBA? So my point being is this. When we come back to the schedule and the SEC and the making them employees they've got to do something they've got to do something you can't pay coaches this type of money 10 to 12 million dollars a year 13 million dollars a year you got some college coaches that's almost brian kelly is pretty much make annually making sean payton bill belichick money a year in college so it's just mixed signals all the way around i'm a person that i don't i mean change is hard for me but if it's something i really buy into and something that i believe and something i'm prepared for i'm all down for this i'm all down for it because i understand the purists i understand the people that's went through college and got college debt and we think college is a look man that boat then left a long time ago a long time ago and it's nobody's fault except people like me and people like you that are listening to this show. The sports, the, the people that consume college and have made college, be like, oh, that guy's going to be it in the NFL or this guy, your alma mater, whatever. And then you get the alumni who, for the first time, get to play real life fantasy football on the college football level with their big time donors. So this is kind of where we got and this is what's become of what we're, what we're dealing with. 877-37-GRIND. Also in college, let me see. I think that was pretty much the two main things. Oh, other big news. Check this out. Colorado has gone into some serious talks with the Big 12 in regards to possible possibilities of leaving the Pac-12. Now, keep in, the, keep in mind, back in the day, Colorado was part of the Big 12 at one time before. Okay, I forgot what years those were. You know, it's been a while. Them in Nebraska, they broke off. But they're having talks with this. Now, again, the Pac-12, due to the, the day that UCLA and USC decided to go join the Big Ten, the slow leak became a gushing pipe uh, break meaning of the demise of the Pac-12 from a football standpoint. So I think you've had conversations like this going on and on and basically escalating ever since that was announced about a year, year and a half ago. Okay. Well, I don't think it's been right about almost a year, a little over a year. It hasn't been that long yet. 
But regardless, I think that that's been that slow leak of the demise of Pac-12, can't qualify for the playoffs, can't get Heisman looks because we play our games at 930 at night, East Coast not look all this, this crap that's been the Pac-12 that's just the rest of the country just dumped on. It's finally coming to head where people are looking for shelter. Now, the crazy thing about this, Colorado and the Big 12 situation, the word on the street is Dion has some type of agreement or has it in his contract that he pretty much gets the main say-so whether they leave the Pac-12 to join any other conference. Now, put this in perspective. Coach Prime haven't coached one game yet in Colorado. And we're talking about a decision of leaving a conference that's going to benefit the, the university from a football standpoint, women's basketball, men's basketball, tennis. I mean, it's not just even though these whole realignment is about the football programs, but they still affect other the other programs, sports programs on the on the at the university on campus. So imagine giving Coach Prime that kind of pull, that kind of leverage. And they probably do want his input, but it's like, damn. The more I hear this stuff, the more that I know how bad it's been in Colorado, Buffalo football. Like how desperate, like it tells me two things. One, how bad it's been at Colorado football. And two, and this is a knock with, with Coach Prime because y'all know I'm in his corner. But regardless, it, it also shows that no one that might have they originally wanted was going to end up taking this job at this university with pretty much, and I think they have decent facilities, but basically this was, so So my point is when you get a, uh, well, he's, I mean, he spent time at Jackson State, but when you talk about his first Power 5 job and you talk about having that much control, that's impressive. My hat's off to Coach Prime. Now to me, I believe if I'm Dion Coach Prime, I'm really on the table of wanting to maybe look at the Big 12 because now that opens me back up a little bit to Texas and the Texas recruits bringing in that region. So if from, from a building to this program, which I think Dion's in this for the long haul, this is not going to happen overnight. I haven't even looked at their schedule. I've got to look at the product he's going to put. But, I mean, I think I think four to five wins is 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 a is an expectation of a winner, a win, a, 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 not a winner, but an accomplishment the first year. Now that could be standards very low, low. Dion and them probably have higher standards, but again, it's just going to depend on this seventy plus overhaul in the portal of what it looks like. But if you talk about Colorado, I mean, from a basketball standpoint, that's very interesting. But I think for the Big 12, if you could grab Colorado, and especially with Dion, the type of uh, attention he's bringing, that would, be, that would help the conference in general. Because the truth of the matter is, 
we're less than about a year away from Texas and OU going to the SEC. So you're going to look for something to give the conference some juice, a B12 shot. Why not try to push Colorado and Coach Prime into the Big 12? In my opinion. 877-37-GRIME. All right, keeping it moving. Um, so that was the college points I wanted to touch on. Uh, we can transition into the National Football League. Um, the first thing I wanted to touch on in general well, yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get to that. The first thing I wanted to touch on because I I got caught up again yesterday, had it on the docket, heard about it this weekend, knew we weren't going to get to it, okay? And I'm going to make you wait for it until we get back from break. We got some things to get to. Also, uh Aaron Rodgers we're hearing some things that possibly his agent was requested to have happen. I definitely want to bring that up. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor. Are you moving grind. around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark Producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pendleton Whiskey. Keep in mind, Pendleton Whiskey is an oak barrel aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier-fed spring waters added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Pendleton Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and rich, complex flavor. That is Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. And don't forget, they're official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association and the official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, which is the Velocity Tour. 
877-337-GRIND. All right, so one of the things that I did want to touch on yesterday, but we didn't get to because we were heavy in the NBA uh, basketball talk, but um, it came out over the weekend that uh, Chucky has risen from the dead. And speaking of Chucky, talking about John Gruden, who were bought on to by the New Orleans Saints as a consultant with Derek Carr and trying to put this offense together, okay, in this transition. Um, look, I've liked, I've, I've liked Gruden, okay, uh, probably end up liking him more in the booth than actually the coach. Um, you know, I always made sure that I gave Tony Dungy his flowers, but I was never one of those that discredited Gruden uh, for winning that title with Tampa because I remember what Tampa Bay's offense looked like. You know, them couple years they couldn't get over the hump over the Rams, the greatest show on turf. They just couldn't score enough points, and then that's why they brought in John Gruden. See, I go way back, man. okay? But let me tell you something. You have to really like these are one of the things that basically get conversation started because you have to understand, again, whether you thought it was a big deal or whether you might agreed with some of the things that were in the emails or however way you stand on it, you got to understand what was in them was in them. Okay. And. He pretty much went across the gauntlet. He didn't leave one group untouched in the emails. Not one group. Oh, he could have left the sisters or whatever down at the Dodgers, which we'll, I'll, I'll talk about them in a little bit. He left them out. But you can't have that exposed. And not only that, last time I checked, he has a, a lawsuit against the NFL. You have all that going on, and you have an NFL team that says, hey, we're going to bring you on as a consultant. Pretty much work. You're going to work with us. We're going to hire you. Crew's not doing that for free. That, that, that takes some big apple sack, man. And, and, and to me, when you look at you know, the the coaches that don't get the opportunities, that can't get rehired, there's a guy that hasn't even settled his situation with the National Football League, and he's getting hired by an organization. And you could tell they tried to keep this under the rug. You, you could tell that this was not like they tried. I don't know what day they living in. Maybe it's just old school cats. Look, I'm old school, too. Can't stand all this damn technology. But you who to think that you think that you could hire John Gruden and just oh he's just a console. We'll just bring him in to help. The fact that y'all thought and, I, and look, I've got a lot of respect for Mickey Loomis. I've got a lot of respect for. um I got a lot of respect for Mickey Loomis. I got a lot of respect for the Benson family. Uh, you know, uh, again, like I said, I know y'all think it's, oh, Calvin, Sean Payton, because he's with Denver. I've been with Sean Payton since he was with the Tuna. 
And for y'all don't know who the tune is, that's Bill Parcells. So I've got respect for a lot of that whole organization since Sean showed up in New Orleans because I saw what he built. With all that said, come on, New Orleans. I mean, you might as well. And, and to me, this is Gruden without the title. You're pretty much this is Gruden taking an offensive coordinator job. Yeah, it is. It, it, you don't have the title, but this is like and, and this is the thing with me. I, I've told you Dennis Allen's up against it, too. He's he's one of my coaches. And I didn't I got shout out to Stan. He's a diehard Saints fan. I, to me, I've told him, I said, look, you know what? This is. This the honeymoon's over. Like the transition of losing a Hall of Fame coach is Sean Payton, get the compensation, you know, him being retired one year, then coming back out, that's gone already. This is a big year for Dennis Allen. So to me, knowing that, you're bringing in that former coach to pretty much design an offense for you. Like to, to me, it's like y'all went out and got Derek Carr because Carolina. I mean, it was a panic. The division's up for grabs. And it really came down who was going to make what move at quarterback, determining all. This is the one division in football, AFC or NFC, that the offseason came down to who was going to get the best quarterback to win this division. It's up for grabs. I think the only team, and I can't really say that because they might surprise us because they're going to light the scoreboard up, but I don't know if they're going to stop anybody, and that's down in the hot Atlanta in Chocolate City. They might have an outshot chance, but let me tell you something. Between Carolina and Saints, this is up for grabs. I've told you. I know there's things coming. The GM from Tampa spoke to the old oh, Baker's leadership skill. I mean, he's even seen the tune. I'm like, man, I know y'all going to do my brother Todd Bowles wrong anyway because y'all, they're going to be on the clock. I mean, I think Tampa Bay is going to be – they're going to be picking they, – they should be picking in the top three or four. So this is really coming down to Carolina and New Orleans. So you go and make this move to get Derek Carr because he did. He was going to meet with Carolina. And then really the plan, you didn't really have a plan. Now you got to go out and hire it under the table, try to bring John Gruden in to design an offense to help Derek Carr. Like the whole, I guarantee you the whole plan was to have John Gruden around. Nobody find out. He's going to be at practices, but he's not going to be on the sideline during the game. But to do the fact that John Gruden could get an NFL team to touch him with those things that are out in those emails. And he's got a lawsuit against the NFL. I mean, hell, Brian Flores just had a lawsuit against like three teams. Chucky suing the whole shield. And it was a big deal when Brian O. Mike Tomlin gave him a job. Oh, looking that way, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's crazy. And, and like I said, I like John Gruden. I mean, I think maybe sometimes I give him more respect as a coach than I've I have I've had to go back to the bat for him because again, his record is not anything to sneeze about. He he doesn't have a record. He doesn't have a winning record like a Sean Payton. He doesn't have a winning record as uh, quite a few other, an Andy Reid, a Bill Belichick, a Mike Tomlin. He doesn't. But he's kind of been respected in that X's and O's type of situation. And I think also his time in the booth introduced him to a whole different type of generation as well, too, that might not have been a little bit young back when Jucky was coaching the Raiders and, and Tampa. But he got a job. Steve Wilkes 
damn near made the playoffs after going one and five, after they started one and five and six, lost the starting quarterback, went through all that fiasco, traded your best player away in Christian McCaffrey, and he almost made, he came down to week 18 from making the playoffs, and they didn't even really sniff at him for keeping the job and taking the intern label up. And John Gruden has offended everybody except the group that Kershaw got a problem with in that email. The sisters are something. I'm going to get to it. I haven't memorized it yet, but I want to get to that. Because I think we get caught up. It's going to be a segue to that. Because we get caught up sometimes the way corporate America plays us all. In these groups and stuff. You know. But yeah, man. Oh, Chucky. Designer, like how? What? So what the hell is Dennis Allen there doing? I mean, the, the, to me, when I read this, I'm like, dude, what kind of credibility would a coach that's going to be going into a a hot seat? Look, the same thing I've preached down here for the last seven years in the two one zero. It's no different in the 504. I don't care who's retiring. When you get used to winning, when you're in a city that has hosted a championship and you've had some winning like winning seasons consecutive and it's just those once you taste that man, there's no going but there's that's the expectation. That's why Dennis Allen's like, "Look man, I know the guy's not there no more. Mickey Loomis is still around. I know Drew Brees is gone, but damn it, that's still the we we ain't going back to the paper bags on the head, the ain'ts." Dennis got to get it done. And that's a division that's up for grabs. Now, I'm probably taking Carolina with the rookie to win it. Because of their defense and their, probably their running game that they're going to have. And they, they've got to, they're going to have a solid defense. And I think that, you know, Bryce Young is going to – the game is going to – he's going to understand the game and they're going to design stuff that he's going to be able to read defenses a little bit better than his even counterparts that have to get that curve. He's still going to go. He's still going to have his interceptions. He does look tiny, though, against the linemen. I ain't going to lie. But it's going to be all right, though. You can't touch him anyway. And Frank Wright going to be like, I ain't had one of these. And then they know you didn't. No, you didn't. But come on, Saints. Like, and then why are you trying to be quiet about it? Like, 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 why did you try to hide this? Like, this was not going to get out. Like, no one's asked about John Gruden. No one. I mean, no, there's been no updates about the lawsuit or when the court. I mean, I heard one maybe a few months ago. But the fact that the Saints tried to hide this. Where do you say that they're trying? What what actions do you think are have been done to say that they're trying to hide this? Jonas, when you talk about John Gruden, a guy that's basically was a TV analyst for about 15 years, however long it was, a former Super Bowl coach, a guy that's been one of the faces of the NFL from a coaching standpoint, mm -hmm. you, when you hire somebody like that as a consultant or anything, that is going to be news. You're going to basically want to announce this. Saints bring on John Gruden. Vic Vangio, it made news when Vic Vangio was hired by the Philadelphia Eagles prior to playing the Chiefs just in that two weeks when they brought him. That's, and no disrespect to Vic, Vic's one of the best defensive minds in NFL history. But that was news. John, If you're taking John Gruden, a guy that's been out of, was forced out of a fire or whatever because of the situation with the Raiders, and you're bringing on him to design an offense for the quarterback, oh, by the way, he used to coach, you're going to want to announce that if it's a pot, if you if you're not worried about how that's going to look. 
That's why I know that they try to keep this on the cool. Well, because see, I actually feel like, again, I, I understand that you feel he's going to have a bigger role. But I can only take Dennis Allen at his word. And he said, look, I mean, number one, we've had several coaches come and visit. Obviously, John's a guy that has a lot of experience with Derek. And Derek has had his most success under John Gruden. And so we felt bringing him in and giving him a chance to sit down and visit with him as an offensive staff with the quarterbacks, plural, and just getting some new thoughts and ideas of things we might be able to implement. I this this I understand you're kind of saying like and I see Dwayne you know, maybe trying to sneak him into the back door of the coaching gig. This is like a paid internship over the summer. This is I feel like this is the first step to Gruden. You know, probably eating a little bit of cheese on this. Um, to be to look, we we thought that there was a fallout between him and Derek Carr the first time. Derek Carr you know moved next door to become neighbors. Is Derek really Gruden's guy? There were those conversations too, but this is. Dennis Allen preserving his job, as you were alluding to. This is that's why you that's why you go out and you even make this and you address it in this factor uh, and in this way because Dennis Allen knows he's coaching for his job this year. So sometimes when your back is against the wall, First, you got to get a little, you got to get your hands a little bit dirty. And right in this case, it's it's letting Gruden come come to practice. To, to say this is an intern job or this has to be treated like an intern is. Bill Gates gonna go do an intern at Google. Does he need to go do an intern at Google? Does 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 I'm does, sure Gates does, goes in places uh, and consults. Does does but you're saying this is like well, Gruden has to look role. at the look, man. This is a situation. Dennis Allen can say what he wants to. He has to say that. You you cannot win in the NFL if you don't have respect of your locker room. If, if you're a head coach that don't have respect and don't think the authority ends with you, you, I don't care how many, I don't care what talent you got on football team. If you can't, if the team, if the players can't respect you, you cannot win. I've got a list of teams and organizations that's went through that in the last five years. You you can't. So my point is, John Gruden is such of a figure. Look, Chip Kelly, you know, Nick Saban would go talk to Chip Kelly about offensive ideas and strategies in the offseason. People would go basically follow, you know, some people would go hang around. Bill Belichick would, you know, bring in Chip. That you, You've seen people and coaches of stature bring people in off. They're like, hey, let's just talk in the offseason. Hey, what's your mind? What are you seeing like this? Nick has done that, this and that. That is told, that's being consultant and basically, hey, we consult whatever. That's different than you coming in, a quarterback you coach, say, design me an offense for him. I think you're putting the words out there, design me an offense for him. No, it's been in there saying that the he brought him in. To, to go over some offensive things they might be able to implement. He knows he's – he's no, Dennis is a defensive guy, right? Pay, uh, Gruden is an offensive guy. So this is going to be able to help him. Hey, I can't, I can't necessarily talk to my franchise quarterback about what really okay, works. Then you know what I said. So, if he feels like that, I tell Dennis. Then what the who hired your coaching staff? Then, then, then if you got to go get John Gruden, that's got a lawsuit that basically is damaged goods and basically no, even the Raiders let him go. Okay, 
So if you got to sit there and you got to go, because you're you're right, he's a defensive minded coach. But if you got to sit there and I'm the owner, you're telling me that we've got to go bring John Gruden as a consultant because I can't talk to my quarter, I can't do the offense. Then I'll be asking you, uh, didn't we let you design the staff, or wasn't some of this a staff that you got to pick when Sean left or whatever? Okay, then what's the problem? You picked the staff. The bottom line is this is this shows me Dennis Allen or that coaching staff. That residue of what Sean built or whatever is starting to wear off a little bit. I think the Saints are still going to be in contentions to be a player. They should still be a good team. They were disappointing, by the way, last year. But I think Derek Carr will give them some stability at quarterback. But the reality of it is, you, John is a – this isn't bringing in a perfect example. Sean Payton, backup quarterback for the Giants for a few years, Webb. Supposed to have a hell of a mind, mastermind. But you know what? He wants to go into coaching. Sean gives him the offensive coordinator job or the quarterback. Russell Wilson played like damn near played against Webb or whatever. When you can bring that in automatically, they're going to respect him because that's that's not bringing a guy in that's John Gruden that's won a Super Bowl that's been one of the faces of the league. That is that goes back to what I tell you about a polarizing figure. Like when you bring in a polarizing figure into the locker room, the organization, it's different. It gives a certain way. Like which message are we leaning? Are we following? It's a they did it. I'm this whole this whole point of me bringing this up was back to the fact that he got a job with what came out of those emails. A temporary the, the, job. Jonas, it's a job you by the he NFL. This into the season? It doesn't matter, Jonas. He's not giving him he's not doing this in the summer for free. You, okay, so that's a job. He is he's getting paid by the Saints that that has a lawsuit that basically attacked basically that offended gay people, black people, if you want to say that. I mean, it, the, the email, maybe it was like, oh, what's the big at the end of the day, he was let go for a reason and he got a job. When we've got a lot of coaches that ain't involved in what John Gruden did and did that, that can't even get a second chance and rehire. So I know you're trying to put a little deodorant on it, but but no, it ain't. You can't cover up funk. That that's the point of me bringing this up. It's just a head scratch that somebody's telling, and he ain't even got his situation resolved yet. But if you want to take it the other way in regards to about what my take on Dennis Allen, no, I stand two, uh, 10 toes down on that because you're bringing this guy in. And yes, they try to do this behind the sneak him in the black door, back door. They sure did. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's. Get a dose. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. 
From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.